Good evening, everyone. Evolutionary Radio coming your way. This is going to be episode 338. We're uh, continuing our SARMs compound episodes. Steve Smee here and Rick in the Bronx. How's it going, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? All right, guys. So uh, we're going to talk about Ulsterine in this episode. Uh, we had a few episodes off. Uh, we kind of got derailed a little bit from our SARMs, but we're back on schedule now. And we're going to do the evens. We're going to do uh, SARMs for the evens. Uh, we're going to talk about each SARM for the even episodes and then Q&As for the odd episodes. If you have any questions about SARMs, definitely hit us up. Let us know um, and we'll talk about it. If you have any Q&As you want, hit us up. We'll talk about those on the odd numbers. So for this one, number 338, Rick, we're going to talk about one of the most popular SARMs out there, Osterine. So basically Osterine, it's uh, known as Enobosarm and also MK2866, not to be confused with Nutrabol, which is another MK, but this is MK2866 Osterine. It was developed by GTX for the prevention and treatment of muscle wasting and the hope was that it would be prescribed for the pre prevention of, just like all SARMs, selective androgen receptor modulators. This one's a little different. This one's still in clinical testing. This one, they keep, it just seems like every year or two, Rick, they keep switching it. Um, they keep finding stuff that this does, that the Osterine does. And it has a lot of promise. But like, just like all these SARMs and just like every performance-enhancing drug out there, athletes kind of got a hold of it and now you know, realize that this has benefits to the athlete. And that's why it's used by so many athletes. Now, probably the most popular SARM out there. Um, I hate to say that because it just seems like every SARM we talk about on this podcast, it's like, oh, it's the most popular SARM. But for real, this is actually – of the, the true SARMs, this is... A real is, SARM. It's a real SARM. Exactly. It's a real SARM. Unlike G GW, which we talked about last, last time we talked about the, on the SARMs topic, this is actually a SARM, actual selective androgen receptor modulator. So the cool thing about Osterine is it's cheap. It's got virtually no side effects. So we're going to talk all about that in this show. So this is going to be a really, really good show to kind of guide you on how to best use Osterine for all of its benefits with, uh, with health and fitness. So I'm going to bring in Rick. Rick's going to talk about the history and how this Osterine ever uh, came around. The history of Osterine goes all the way back to the mid-90s when uh, GTX Corporation was founded in, uh, in Tennessee. And they basically licensed the rights to Osterine Nobosarm from the University of Tennessee Research Foundation. They were the ones that developed uh, the SARM and uh, they were, compounds were rented by some of the doctors there. And um, I think also it, it mentions here, because I took some notes on Wikipedia that uh, some researchers from uh, Ohio State University and the University of Tennessee worked together on this. And then the pharmaceutical company came along and licensed it. Like Steve said, has been in phase two trials a couple of times for a couple of different things. It made it to phase three trials uh, for um, 
for basically muscle wasting was the first use that it went to trials for. And then it went into a stress uh, urinary incontingency in women. And that also didn't pan out. So even though it's been in phase two and phase three trials, hasn't been approved as a medication for anything. <clears throat> but like Steve said, athletes got a hold of it. In 2018, uh, UFC fighter Sean O'Malley tested positive for Osterin. And then again in May 2019, he was also uh, tested positive for Osterin. So already, um, already, so, so already um, athletes have been caught using it uh, recently. And um, also in uh, July 2019, uh, football, National Fo uh, Football League player Taylor Lewin also failed a drug test for uh, Osterin. So it's been used in sports a lot, quite a lot already. I'll, later in the podcast, I'll talk about some, some of my own use uh, with it and, and what I've used it for. But it's, you know, it's been around since, you know, since the early, early 2000s, late, late 90s, it seems like. And they've, it's got some uses, but it hasn't been approved for anything quite yet. So how does it work? How do SARMs work? Ulcerine is no different than any other SARM. Basically, um, they, the androgen receptors, the SARMs work by um, altering the androgen receptor expression of genes and they increase protein synthesis that helps build muscle. And one thing to clarify, guys, when you hear us on the podcast talk about androgen receptors, we just say androgen receptors to make it real simple for everybody. But there are different types of androgen receptors and and the abundance of these different types is different depending on which cells they're on. So there's some androgen receptors that are more abundant in your bones and in, in the cells that make up the bones and the other types of androgen receptors that are more abundant in your muscle cells. So when it comes to SARMs, they're very selective is they've gotten it down to where these SARMs now they have more, um, more affinity to some of these receptors that are maybe on the bone structure in the case of osteoarthritis, as opposed as much to the uh, receptors that are on the muscle cells. So just, just to throw that in there, guys, there are different types of androgen receptors, but you'll always hear on the pod, always hear on the podcast, I'll say androgen receptors, because it just makes it simpler for everybody. We're, we're trying to just share with everybody practical use, not trying to get everybody at the green chemistry here, but just something to clarify as we go forward in the, in the rest of the podcast. So the nice thing about using Ulsterine is that it's not going to mess around with your prostate. It's not going to mess around with your testosterone levels, your HBTA, the way anabolic steroids do. So you'll get the mild benefits of lean muscle mass, maybe some fat loss, some um, a mild boost in endurance, mild boost in recovery without the nasty side effects that, that are from anabolic steroids, like getting shut down. So that's the way these SARMs actually work because they're selective, like Rick was explaining. So with Ulcerine in particular, from a medical standpoint, it was designed mostly for 
cancer patients who were dealing with muscle wasting. That helps them reverse muscle wasting without side effects of pharmaceutical drugs or anabolic steroid use. So that makes it much more abundant to be used by many more different people. In the old days, when they had muscle wasting diseases, they would have to give people anabolic steroids and hormones, and they would get some really, really bad side effects. So it's kind of pointless to give someone all these horrible side effects to solve one thing. So they've kind of since then transitioned away from using anabolic steroids and drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, which also have some side effects. So if they can find a way to kind of get this approved, it could be a really, really good thing for a lot of people. So as for us, for athletes, Rick was mentioning a lot of guys like, you know, Taylor Luan, who's a left tackle for Tennessee Titans, one of the best left tackles in the NFL. He's even using it because he knows that this shit helps you recover and this shit helps with all kinds of good things as athletes. So we're kind of still messing around with Ulsterine at this time. And a lot of people are finding, wow, this stuff really, really works good. Rick, you wanted to jump in? Yeah. So, you know, let's kind of get into the best way, you know, some of the benefits of, of Ulsterine. So let's say you want to put on some lean muscle gains. That's first and foremost, you know, what we want. Most people use these SARMs for that reason, right? They want it. You want to gain good, clean, lean muscle. So you're not going to gain anything like anabolic steroids because these SARMs and ulcerine, it's not going to fill your muscles up with water. So you're not going to get that bloated look. So you can put in a few pounds of good, clean muscle gains over an eight-week cycle of ulcerine versus hopping on steroids and putting 10, 15 pounds of sloppy muscle gains. And that you're just going to lose anyway when you come off because all that water is just going to shed away. So that's what, that's one of the benefits of using it. But if you want to just like build a bunch of strength and you want to just put on like 10, 15, 20 pounds fast, ulcerine isn't for you. But if you want to put on good clean weight, not throw off your health parameters and not castrate your prostate in the process, ulcerine is a good option for you if you want to gain lean muscle mass. Now, when it comes to cutting, stacking Ulsterine with GW is a great cutter because Ulsterine doesn't add fat to your body and the GW will cut fat. So if you, if you throw in Ulsterine, you will, you'll be able to eat in a deficit and not worry about losing muscle in the process. It's going to hold your muscle and help you cut fat at the same time. So that's where Ulsterine really works well. So the average dosage in either situation, 25 milligrams. Now, some people go half fat, around 20 and a half. If, like women, women sometimes will go 12 and a half instead of 25. Or if you're in a situation where you're trying to save money, you can go 12 and a half. And some people go to 50. I would say though 80% of guys, including when I used it, stuck to the 25 milligrams. Recomping, recomping where you're gaining muscle and losing fat at the same time. You can do that on all stream. If you've got your diet and you're training on point, you can definitely do it on all stream much more effectively than using anabolic steroids. Some of the other things that it does is injury prevention. So I'm going to bring in Rick on this. Rick, you had mentioned before that you used it and it helped you with some of your injuries. Talk about that. 
yeah, it makes everything feel really nice. Joints, um, tendons, everything. Just you can feel a difference while on it. <clears throat> My personal experience, I remember I was uh, doing some some knee drills and uh, throwing a knee. I just I could I heard it. That's when I know it's bad. I heard my hamstring uh, tear, uh, and it, it's a nice, nice long tear. Uh, my father, who's been a soccer player his whole life, and he 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 understands uh, muscle tears. He told me he could, you know, to put his fingers right along the the tear. He could feel it tactile wise, and Austrian helped me recover and get back to training and just. I mean, a week or so, I was I was back in there. An injury that would normally take maybe three, four times as long. I have another buddy of mine who's a fighter, and during a fight, he got slammed the wrong way, which shattered some of the uh, – shattered his vertebra. And um, it, he basically – he was in bed for about, for about six months almost, I want to say. It took him about to, to get start walking again, but – Doctors say he might never, ever walk, right? And if he did, it might take him a couple of years. And he took Osterin about, about a good, I would say, about four months out of those six, he was on, on Osterin. And uh, he's back to training, and he fought again and won after this injury. So uh, I'm going to credit those two uh, really close personal experiences with Osterin to, um, to, to the healing powers that it has. I don't... I don't know if it did much for me as far as muscle gains. I know women have reported some great anabolic effects from it, but damn, is it good for healing injuries? Uh, like Steve said, for preventing them. Damn, is it good for preventing injuries? You've got some, you got some serious, uh, serious medication there uh, when it comes to just keeping your your frame, keeping your skeleton in top shape. So it's a, it's a great product for that. And yeah, I mean, uh, I, again, personally, not much for, for muscle gains, uh, at least not over testosterone. But I think for new, most newbies, uh, and I think definitely for women, you're going to find Osterin to be a, a suitable, suitable uh, choice for a cycle. Yeah, and that might be why some of these guys were using it in the in the pros um and it's one of the unintended consequences guys of using these compounds and they're that's why the things when they're experimenting with it if they find out hey this cures injuries they're not going to approve it you know they don't want stuff to cure they want stuff to treat there's a difference so it's not me being like a conspiracy theorist or anything but they don't want athletes getting a hold of this stuff. If they think that most people are going to use this product, are athletes, they don't want to approve it. They'll only approve it if it's going to be used medically. So if it's going to be more effective than another drug, they, they, there's a chance they'll approve it. But if it's going to be used by athletes, it's not going to be approved. So I'll predict they're not going to approve it, you know, so it's going to be available, you know, through the underground world, through research chemicals, stuff like that. And that's why you see it banned. It's banned because it works. So there's something about it when they developed it that helps with joints and tendons and ligaments. 
you know, it's a product that you can legitimately have uh, someone take that doesn't train, that just has a regular old injury. Maybe an older person that's having trouble healing broken bones. Maybe an athlete that wants to get back into training and, and to swing a lot faster. It's really a really good product for, you know, even people that have never used steroids that are not enhancing, maybe even people that don't work out just as a way to heal some of these uh, bone injuries a lot faster. I think, uh, I think it has a lot of merit. Don't you agree, Steve? Yeah. And we're seeing that, um, with guys using it, it's a really good addition to use in a steroid cycle because on a steroid cycle, we tend to, you know, hammer our soft tissues a lot. So, you're seeing a trend of guys, they'll throw an Ulsterine on cycle and the Ulsterine isn't really going to do anything from you from a performance standpoint so much because you're running all these anabolic steroids, but if it can help you heal a little quicker, if it can help you with your joints, with your tendons, with your ligaments, it's probably going to be worth it to throw it in at 25 milligrams a day on, on your uh, 12 week normal anabolic cycle because it does nothing but benefit you in that situation. So we're seeing a trend of guys doing that on cycle. So you can stack it by itself. You can just run it by itself. 25 milligrams. Some guys run it up to 50 milligrams. Females can run it. You can stack it with other SARMs. Popular stack is stacking with GW if you want to cut, like I said earlier. You can stack it with something like RAD or LGD or S23 if you want to bulk. And it'll help you. It'll help, it'll help you with that. And you can stack it in a steroid cycle as well. And another area, Rick, where it seems to also do well is PCT. Because if you run it at 25 milligrams or less for four weeks or less, we've seen enough evidence to say that it actually will not suppress you. So you could throw it in into PCT for a little bit and it'll help you keep your gains from your cycle. So it's got a lot of very versatile, there's a lot of versatile ways that you can use it where it can benefit you across the board. So it's a really, really cool one that a lot of guys, that's why it's so popular. A lot of guys like to use it um, on cycle, PCT, off cycle, et cetera. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, there, there's all kinds of uh, ways to do it. I'm not really sure if there is a bad way to use it. Um, you don't want to use it off cycle for a long period of time or at too high a dosage, then it can start being suppressive. So, yeah. If it, wasn't that, if it wasn't that, that good at healing injuries and preventing them, I'd say, hey, you know, it's no need to use it. You're a steroid user. We've got testosterone. We've got EQ. We've got anabolic. Let's use some of that instead. But since it has that additional, that, that really that injury healing, bone healing aspect of it, it's something, you know, something not bad to run maybe a month or two out of the year just because, especially when you get up, up in age like us, 40, maybe not, not the worst idea. Again, these arms are new. Are new. We don't know what they're going to do down the line. We don't know what's going to happen later on. Uh, but this one's gotten up to at least phase two and phase three. It's been tested on humans already, so we can say that much about it. But yeah, it has that place. Now, 
newbies and women, uh, it's a great product that you can buy over the counter with your credit card and it will have some, it will have some effects. Uh, it's some of the strongest anabolic muscle builders you can get over the counter with your credit card. Is it legal for those companies to be selling it to you in capsules? Man, maybe not, but that's kind of on them. Uh, if you buy it, you're kind of not breaking the law. You're, you're, just, you're just buying it, right? And it's not scheduled. You can possess it and you can carry it around. Can those companies sell it to you? Nah, that's on them. But still, again, you've got a good anabolic that works. At least as of today, 2020, um, it is over the counter. And the injury healing. I mean, now it will suppress you. You will need to PCT with it. You will need to take HC generate with it. Even though it doesn't convert into estrogen and cause suppression that way, I'm saying it will compete with your natural testosterone for androgen receptors. And so it will displace some of your natural testosterones from attaching to receptors, leaving more free testosterone in your system for your aromatase enzyme to then aromatize into estrogen, raising your estrogen, then creating the loop for your pituitary gland to produce less LH and FSH. It's kind of how it works, guys. So in that regard, it itself, no mechanisms for suppression, but it displacing, competing with your own testosterone for, for androgen receptors, creating more free test, that in itself can cause some suppression. So and to generate and to generate ES with it, it's incredible. Do you need an anti-estrogen with it? Maybe not. You know, I haven't heard too many guys need anti-estrogens with it. A couple, maybe, but they could have had estrogen issues maybe to begin with. Anyway, natural. Uh, but you know, it it'll it'll bump your estrogen up enough to start causing some suppression, but maybe not enough for you to have gynecomastia. What do you think, Steve? We, we haven't seen any effort, you know, any evidence of that. So really, if used properly, you know, your side effects are not going to be good. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. From a pharmaceutical standpoint, the dosage is like three milligrams a day, you know. So we use it as a performance enhancer. This is another reason why it's not going to be approved because they don't like this. They don't like how athletes take something that's supposed to be ran at three milligrams a day and we run it at 25 or 50 milligrams a day. So we run it at 10 or 20 times the, the dosage, the therapeutic dosage. We run at those dosages because of the, the performance benefits that we get. So if you're running something 10, 20 times what it's supposed to be ran at, yeah, you're going to have some side effects. But the side effects are going to be way, way less than anabolic steroids. So, um, you know, you might have a little liver. A little liver values might get thrown off a little bit. Cholesterol values might get thrown off a little bit. Use your N2 guard with it and it won't be a problem. And then things will, will obviously normalize after. So I don't recommend running it more than 12 weeks ever. Um, if you're running it as part of your cycle, that's fine, but don't ex exceed 12 weeks. And I don't recommend using it off cycle more than four weeks, like I said earlier. And you shouldn't have an issue with side effects at all. Um, I think the people who have the true side effects from something like Allstream, they're not really using Allstream. Or there's a coincidence going on, maybe a rebound effect from a prior cycle or something like that. But we see Allstream faked a lot. Um, and it's faked a lot um, 
with pro hormones or or stimulants or something like that and then you start getting side effects but it's not really the ulcerine that you were taking all along and one thing to understand about ostrin and maybe a big difference with some of the other SARMs, these compounds that have been lumped into the SARMs category, is ostrin has made it all the way to phase three testing. You know, this stuff's got to get past, all these compounds have to get past the testing on mice, the toxicity testing on mice. This is where something like GW was abandoned because when they gave a ton of it to mice, uh, mice developed cancer. And so it never made it into, into, be, into trials in, in humans. Ostrin, they already gave a ton of it to mice. Didn't cause the same kind of reaction that GW did. And so it's then ethical to, to move it forward to the other phases, right? And then start giving it to people and see what it does. And then to make it past those phases now, it's not about it being safe. Now, can it do what the application says it's supposed to do? And that's where it's falling short. They've tried to release it as, as something for, uh, to combat muscle wasting disease. Didn't cut it as that. They, they, there's a urinary uh, incontingency thing for women. Didn't show its effect on that. But it's, but it's in those human trials because it made it past the lab mice and it didn't kill the lab mice at, at high dosing uh, the way that GW did. GW hasn't been tested on humans as far as we know. Is that correct, uh, Steve? Just all that anecdotal with meatheads, what us meatheads have been doing with it? No, they had a, I saw a study out of Australia on GW, actually. They did it on athletes for six months. So it has Okay, been, but this, yeah. was a, this was a study straight done on athletes, not, not, an a, not a study no, no. To, to get it approved as a medication. They, no, 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 no. Uh -uh. They did a study on just basically people taking it illegally. Okay, got it. So, so one of the, you know, let's go over some questions that guys have. Typical question is how often do I dose my Ostrine? Um, you know, I've seen the numbers. I mean, you know, they, the consensus is it has about a 24-hour half-life. So dosing it once a day is fine, completely fine. Um, and some of the other questions, what are some other questions, Rick, that we usually get on the forums about, about Ostrine? A lot of people want to know, like, what do they want to know on, on Austrian? Do they want to know how about like what? What, is, what does stack with? What does stacks well with? We just said it goes well with pretty much everything. Well, we didn't discuss actually. Um, let's say a healing stack. If you want to do a healing stack, give me a, give me a healing stack with some Austrian and Austrian and into joint RX. We make we developed into joint RX when Austrian was hot on the market to take along with it. You know because a lot of guys. All of you guys that buy my products, buy from needtobellmuscle.com, you're all on steroids and you're all on TRT. So I don't really make products that, are, that is meant to have the same effects as steroids or TRT. My products are meant to go along with whatever guys are taking that are enhancing. That's where I found my niche and working with, with you guys, helping you with all of your cycles, having this podcast for you guys. So and to joint rx is specifically developed to work alongside Ostrin. Ostrin will get in there and will create that signal to repair everything. You know, it, it'll get in there and it'll actually make your cells want to repair themselves. Now, the N2 Joint RX is providing all of the building blocks. It's providing all the stuff that, that this stuff is made of. Everything from chondroitin glucosamine to coral calcium, it's all in there. So 
osterin along with the end to joint directs you're you're putting in the compound that's going to stimulate all of those cells to heal and then you're giving it all the building blocks you know building blocks that are, are not quite easy to it's so quite easy to get with your diet not just the building blocks but you also get some minerals and vitamins that are completely necessary that can't be deficient if you want to have a good bone and, and joint health so if you're talking about healing, like a healing stack, I would say Ostrin, into joint RX. There are a couple of peptides which we need to get more into the peptides as the show goes on, that can help you. Uh, that can help you heal, and maybe a little bit of Deca. You know, if you wanted to do them all, if you want to do a SARM, a supplement, a steroid, and uh, and then and and an actual peptide all around healing. You can do N2 joint RX, Osterin, DECA with testosterone. You don't want to get DECA dick. You want to have that test in there with the DECA. BPC-157, body protective compound. Yeah, I've used that before. Yeah, I've used that peptide before. You inject it into, into the injury. So was I've used it. Yeah. BPC, how, what, were your, what was your experience with it? With it? Um, I don't think I used it long enough to get the most out of it. It was... Um, but um, I would say the TB500 that I used definitely, gave me, definitely gave me recovery, like a MBP, MBPC157. So if, you, if we're talking about injury healing and an injury healing stack, I think fasting, dry fasting for extended periods, days, yoga, ostrin, and to joint RX stack, a little bit of DECA testosterone, if you had to do that. Peptide stack, BPC-157, uh, and also a TB-500. You could research those. Uh, those are two uh, peptides for healing. I mean, you're, you're pretty good to go. What, what, do you, what, what else do you suggest, Steve? Those are all, those are yeah. all good options, yeah. Yeah, those if you're looking, if you're a female and you're looking at something to help you build some muscle mass without – without growing a mustache, without thickening your voice, then you could stack Osterin with, with Bridge, my Bridge product, which men use Bridge when they're off steroids to continue to make progress and maintain their gains and give them drive. Ostr you could take the Osterin with Bridge. I don't know if I would take Osterin with, with Anavar if I'm a female. I guess you could. Just... Be careful with the side effects. Um, that's a lot of stuff hitting your androgen receptors. Anavar and Ostrin should work for a female. Dosing has to, you have to be careful with, with it. Make sure not to, the dosing doesn't get too high, or then you'll, you'll start to have some side effects. Um, and for newbies also, Ostrin and, and Anavar, if you're, doing a, if you're a newbie cycle. But H2-generate ES and 2-generate, you need with it uh, for post-cycle because it will be somewhat suppressive, especially those two together. Uh, well, what else do you think, Steve? Any more suggestions? Yeah, the one, the other one is Nutribol. Um, and that one is an HGH secret talk. So that one is Nutribol. also... Peptide. No, no, no. It's, a, it's, it's sold as a SARM. It's not a SARM, but it's sold as a SARM. Sold as a SARM. Yeah. It's another one. Well, and Nutribol. That, okay, okay. MCA, the one you take at night. Yeah, usually, yeah. It gives you, you know, a strong... Um, hunger it gives you a lot of hunger um increase pulse of hgh 
and recovery. Um, it's supposed to be really good for recovery and healing as well. I mean, I used it before for my injuries. I just couldn't take it anymore because of the hunger. But we're going to talk about Nutriball on a future podcast coming up um, and talk to you all about it. But the hunger, oh my gosh, the hunger on it was ridiculous when I took it. I couldn't take it. Um, so those are all really good options for healing. And then, of course, the number one way, Rick, is stop pounding your body. Uh, we get a lot of people asking questions. They want to take Osterine. That's great. You want to take Osterine. You want to get into joint RX. But you also have to just lay off the weights for a little bit, guys. I used to be anti-vacation and anti-taking a break from the gym and all, all that stuff. And look where it led me, <laughs> you know? So it led me to being injured. More and more injuries. So you got to take a break. You got to take a break. And uh, it's okay to take a break. I used to be against it. It's okay to take a vacation. I used to be against vacations. I used to make fun of people who took vacations. But wow, I took a vacation back in February. And I came back and wow, I was refreshed. Um, it really makes a difference. The same thing with your body, taking a break. So why don't you take a break? You probably lift pretty heavy, right, Steve? Well, that was the thing. I was lifting so heavy and I never took time off or anything. But even your brain, like working and working and working, um, doing a job and not taking a vacation just wears down on you. That's why a lot of people, you know, who work in jobs, the job actually pays you to go on vacation because the job, the, the company knows that we'll have more efficient workers when they come back to work. And we want you to be efficient as athletes in fitness as well. So take a, if you're injured, take a break, take the Austrian and stack. You can stack some of the other stuff we suggested with the Osterine and that will help you heal and recover. But if you take the Osterine and you keep pounding in the gym, you're not going to, you're not going to get healed up. I mean, I can guarantee that. So and if you do, it's luck. It's a, you're just lucky. So you want to do it right. If you're, if you're in, yeah. if you're in the gym, not, not throwing a ton of weight around minding, minding your, uh, your, your rep speed. Make sure you're not just blasting it out, minding your technique, and you have a good spotter. You really, you know, you shouldn't be getting injured out there. Not, not very often. If you don't, if you're not like lifting a ton of weight, like competitive wise, or like because these power lifters, all you guys that power lift, Steve, you, you get you get these injuries. But yeah, yeah. But also, also, it's about maintenance. We talk about on this podcast about maintaining your I only I you know one of the reasons I, I stepped back and, and over the years I've stepped back more and more and more from you know doing a lot of heavy rolling in jiu-jitsu and, and sparring and all these things is because that's when I really used to get injured was doing was doing mixed martial arts and I, I like injured injured like I broke my nose I hurt my shoulders hurt my leg you know there was when you're in that lifestyle, when you're going to uh, to the dojo three, four times a week, you just you just get used to having something bothering you all the time, and you just work around it. But it's kind of like if my arm hurts, or if if my knee is is not feeling good, I'm okay to go to jujitsu, go to dojo, and and get get it done. Go go get a uh, go get some boxing done. Go get some kickboxing done. Even it it just feels like I could just adjust. Now if I'm at the gym. And my knees for not feeling good. My shoulders not feeling great. I don't feel like doing anything, and I don't feel like getting under the squat rack with with a knee that doesn't feel good. So, it was the gym has always been something I can do, and I do like really low. I do low weights, good slow range of motion. Um, I'm sorry, good low, slow rep speed, really good technique, and I'm, I'm kind of loving it now. 
just uh, haven't, because of COVID, nothing's been open and it's been months since I've been able to roll or even, even hit the heavy bag or, or spar or do anything. Just been lifting weights and man, does everything feel nice, man. No, no injuries, no nothing. I used to always have something like there was always something that, that hurt, that was pulled, that was spasmed. And these last six months without, without uh, going live with anybody, my body's feeling really, really good, bro. It's, it's really, really nice. <laughs> so now uh, once things begin to open up, I'm, I'm think I'm going to re reassess the, how hard and, and the way I, I go at sparring and, and at rolling because it's definitely feeling, feeling different now. All right, guys. So let's, that's all stream for you. I think we, we covered everything. Um, yep. So we'll have another SARMs episode. Again, the even numbers going forward. We'll have another SARM and then uh, check out our Q&As as, as the odd one for Steve Smee and Rick as another episode of Evolutionary Radio. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Take care, Steve. Later. Talk to you more. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.